0: This is CliffCentral.com. Untapped talent
1: on CliffCentral.com.
0: Welcome to it. It's a Friday, a few minutes past 9am, and my name is Sia Sangwini Finn. Thank you so much for having us on. This is Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com, where every single week we get into a discussion and profiling and shining the light on young people who are doing absolutely awesome stuff. I really like getting in here, you know. It's, this is when I officially know that A, the weekend is starting, but B, we're about to have a cool hour where we really get to chat to young people, and they're going about their journeys, and that's when you really realize that age has nothing to do with going about... About, uh achieving great success in your life so motivation aside <laughs> I think it's going to be a cool show so uh in a little bit I'll be chatting to a Cape Town based comedian his name is De- Devin Gray and what I like most about him not taking anything away from what he's done in his career thus far I just think it's kind of cool and corny that his Twitter uh name is like a shade of gray ha <laughs> Of course, trust the comedian to do that. Uh, he has a show in Joburg in the next couple of weeks. And so we'll be talking about that and also why he got into comedy, how he got into comedy um, and what he like, likes about it. I, I personally feel it's one of the most challenging things out there because you can be a doctor and you walk into, you know, your practice or your surgery and you have certain expectations and people can think, oh, you know what, you screwed that Procedure up, but you can go back to school, you can get more training, you know, uh, you can be a dancer. And if you aren't really good, all you have to do is like stretch your legs or something. I don't know, uh, and you can get better. But as a comedian, when you step onto that stage, you know, people aren't looking at your looks, people aren't looking at how well you're dressed, they're all just focused on whether or not you make us laugh. And that's a tough ask, especially if someone is just genuinely having a bad day or they're just grumpy that day. You have to do that. So, yeah. I really do think it's one of the toughest professions, one of the toughest pr- professions out there. And f- the fact that someone as young as Devin is doing it, you know, he started at the age of 15 and he's doing a kick-ass job at doing that. I think that's awesome. Um, and then later on in the show, I'll be talking to Killebukhile Mabonda. And I actually want to call her by AKA because I think it's kind of cool like that. Uh, she goes by the AKA Kelsey Moe. Um, and I've seen her around, you know, in Joburg events uh, here and there. I am I'm, I'm fascinated by this industry because everyone just thinks there's a lot of glitz and glam and it's all so fantastic all the time. But what really goes into doing all of that and especially once again being so young yet so focused and she's really committed and making a name for herself in this industry, I think that takes a lot. Um and just focusing on that, then she Definitely makes for a very interesting person to chat to. So all of this and so much more on the show this morning. If you do want to get in contact with us, all you have to do is tweet us at cliffcentral.com. Or you can message us on our WeChat official account. All you have to do is sim- simply tap connect and message to show. So it's cool and done and dusted. So before I get into my interviews, I want to do something new and different on the show. Um, young people all across the world who are doing incredible things. And so it's a little feature. It's a little new feature. I like to call the cover of the week. It is a Friday. Whenever you're listening, listen. We all just need a little downtime to really relax. Um, and I like to focus on popular songs but more than that when I have a song stuck in my head I like to see since I know that I am no Celine Dion I like to actually hear how how other people are going about with this song um, so I like to search different covers on YouTube and it's actually interesting to hear some of the people who actually stand out with many many views and who are uh, actually making names for themselves literally all they need sometimes is just a backing track or a guitar or a keyboard and a webcam and some of these people are just casually in their rooms and they're making such great advances so um cover of the week this week i'll be focusing on a talented vocalist and this multi-instrumentalist his name is alex iono i hope i'm not like butchering his surname it's a-i-o-n-o iono yeah that's that sounds right, and he's known. Uh, he's actually released singles such as "Doesn't Get Better" and "Alphabet Soup." So hey, talk about creative titles here. <laughs> but Alex also has his own YouTube channel, and that has raked in more than twenty-three million views worldwide. I mean, if you aren't doing much with your life. <laughs> And then you hear of a 19-year-old who has 23 million views on YouTube. Um, he used to perform in highly populated areas. He's based in, Amer- in America, in Santa Monica, to be more precise. And he used to just jam out on the streets. But now this rising star is actually taking his talents on the road. So he's going around and touring in different areas. And so he plays the guitar. He plays the piano. He plays drums, bass, and the ukulele. And Alex... Um, is hails from Phoenix, Arizona and grew up with three sisters. Um, but when his family moved to LA, that's when he really made a name for himself at the age of 16. So this crooner has worked with Grammy-nominated writers and producers. Um, and so today, he's our very first official cover of the week. So he's 19 year- years old, Alex Iona. So say what you will about the song that he's actually performing. I say it's an absolutely meme-worthy music video. It's Drake's Hotline Bling. Uh, this music video has taken the world by storm. Also the song as well. Drake's video has, uh, just as a little FYI, that has got about 99 million views on YouTube. Uh, Just the music video alone. But Alex is almost there with his one million performing this song in particular. So check that out. The bottom line is, this guy is young and he has serious, serious talent. So his name is Alex Ayono, uh, performing Drake's Hotline Bling.
1: You used to call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love I know in that highline blink Well that could only mean one thing I know in that highline blink well, that could only mean one thing
0: Yo, Now that's Alex Iona He's 19 years old Did a cover of Drake's Hotline Bling In the comfort of his own bedroom nuchal. Uh I actually just have to say With that as well uh, The little instrumentals you're hearing in the background And the guitar as well That is casually just Alex Being the best version of himself And just showing us all that Hey, listen If you're talented Go on with your bad self And just do best uh, So from one talented young person to another I'm so excited to chat to this guy So on Friday the 4th of December He'll be f- performing at the Comedy Central Festival, taking place at Silver Sands Casino on the West Rand in Gauteng And he'll be joining the Cape Town Comedy Club, a uh, group that consists of Kurt Skuenrod, and I hope I'm not butchering that surname either, uh, Martin Evans and Lundlovu. Uh So Cape Town-based comedian Devin Gray is not necessarily a newcomer to comedy. He's taken a two-year hiatus to study web development and design. Listen, when you hear of people taking hiatus, hiatai. The plural of a hiatus. <laughs> you think like they'd go to India and start to meditate, but he's like, no, ain't nobody got time for that. Let's actually study web development and design. Uh, but now he's hitting the comedy circuit with a vengeance once again. So this morning I'm chatting to Devon. Welcome to the show, Devon. Hey, how's
1: it going?
0: Fantastic stuff. So can we just start off with the hiatus that you took? Uh, you were already doing comedy. Why do you feel the need to have a little two year break?
1: Uh, I, I needed to make I needed to make something I needed to make more than just art I needed to uh, make money which was a it's a big thing wow <laughs> so I decided to do um, a couple of apps a couple of websites um, so I could come back to comedy with uh, the correct tools that I need to become the comedian that i want to become
0: yeah i will actually have to say this I, I realized this a couple of weeks ago and i was you know no disrespect to comedians not to say that you guys we just had this conception that you guys were just dumb but we didn't think you were the smartest people either but i heard like john Flissmith is on a board somewhere of a company and uh simi arif has like several degrees and joey Rasdeen as well i'm like you guys are actually very very smart and when i think about it more i think To be a comedian, you have to have a certain mindset to understand an audience or to understand what an audience might find humorous. And there's a lot of thought that goes into like what we see as an effortless five-minute set. Would you agree with that?
1: One hundred percent. It's more than just going up on a stage and talking for a couple of minutes. It's body language. It's uh, reading the room. It's making sure that you know that what you are delivering is going to hit the minds of people that are watching. So it's definitely bigger than, bigger than just going up there and talking.
0: Yeah. So are you the sort of person who wouldn't mind just going to a coffee shop and sitting alone because you get to observe humans doing weird human stuff?
1: <laughs> I, I love going to a coffee shop and just sitting alone. Um, that 's not because I am alone um, <laughs> because i 'm alone, but like mostly because I just enjoy and i enjoy watching people i don 't really enjoy um, Having to, you know, be occupied with a whole bunch of things if I'm looking for material. I would like to go and watch uh, Seapoint Promenade, the gym. Those yeah. are the best places to go.
0: In the gym. Uh, so most of us, we go with a towel and like our sweatpants on. You go with I your notebook, notebook and a pen.
1: <laughs> a notebook and a pen and free Wi-Fi. That's what I go to the ah, gym That's for. the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so listen,
0: Devin, did you really start comedy at the age of 15?
1: Yes, I did. Um, in my high school talent show, grade nine, uh-huh. I did. Uh, I did a twenty-five minute set actually. What? Uh, yeah, twenty-five minutes. Um, it didn't go down as well as I'd hoped. I mean, it was my first time. I was sweating like n- no tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, and then from there, it just became it became an addiction. I had to just keep going, keep doing it. So do you, do you still uh, remember
0: a, that set? You're twenty-five minutes. That's a long time.
1: I used. Exactly 0% of that material today.
0: (laughs) So isn't it something you look back on, you're like, well, you live and you learn, or you probably don't want that material to ever surface ever.
1: I would not like that material to ever surface, ever. <laughs> I, do, I do have the video. Um, some of my close friends and family have the video. Yeah. But um, when I look back and I watch it, it it's not actually that bad.
0: Listen, I, I always say when there's embarrassing footage from my childhood that pops up, I'm like, you know what? One day when they need to do a documentary on my life, you know, this is yeah. what they need. So it's fine. Think of it in that way. So yeah, there you that- were. You were 15 years old. Yeah. Uh, I'd guess at that age, you already have a feel of like, okay, I may be a funny person, but is it at that age when you also thought, well, now I'm going to make a career
1: out of this? It was at that age where I wanted to do it, which is why I did the the talent show. Mm -hmm. Um, And then ever since that, after that first time on stage, I was like, this is going to be my career path. This is what I want to do. So I started working as hard as I could. Yeah. Um, Hustling, I was actually living in Joburg, hustling spots at parkers, uh, all the Joburg uh, comedy shows. I did all of them uh-huh. and then moved to Cape Town. And just ever since then, it's just been going ongoing.
0: Did you move to Cape Town just for like the Instagram worthy pictures, or did you move to Cape Town? Because is that like where uh, the buzz of you know the comedy scene in South Africa is? Um,
1: it's it's an it's a mixture of things uh definitely the instagram worthy photos (laughs) is a big thing because we all need
0: to go to lion's head for a good sunset just you just have to go once
1: you (laughs) take five pictures and you've got five instagram posts i mean come on
0: you see that's the that's the ticket (laughs) that's the way to go
1: yeah but also in Cape Town there there was a lot of comedians that were my mates um so i came here to like have the family kind of vibe amongst the comics if i need a show we'll all work together and make it happen yeah. not that that doesn't happen in joburg but i just had more com- uh, comedian friends in cape town uh, as opposed to when i was living in joburg i mean i was 15 to 18 but yeah. <laughs> so when you when you're standing up against comics that are like 30 to 40 you can't really you know go out drinking with them or having a good time with them (laughs) after the show because my mom's in the car waiting to pick me up
0: yep that's that's only normal that's absolutely only normal you say like your dad was one of your inspirations for you you say like he's one of the funniest people you know is that true he's he's not one of the
1: funniest people i know he's funny to watch oh Um, okay (laughs) okay
0: does Does he approve of this? The fact that like you think he 's one of the funniest people to
1: watch funniest people to watch uh-huh. his, he, i don 't know if you know um big Bang theory Sheldon from the big Bang theory he is they they came into our house and wrote notes about him so that they could research <laughs> Sheldon for The Big Bang Theory. So it's just it's perfect.
0: So I think it, with an environment like that, a background like that, so with that sort of inspiration, you can't help but not write uh, sets about this. So it's 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 interesting to uh, to hear more about comedians and how you act, so much of your personal life is intertwined and is on stage in a set do you ever feel like there should be a line drawn about like okay let me not reveal this much or let me not talk about this person
1: um i have a rule Uh never let
0: the truth get in the way of a good comedy set okay hold Uh, up never let the truth get in the way of a good comedy set
1: yes so if you have to exaggerate exaggerate Uh yeah (laughs) never 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 feel that you need to you need to be honest or anything like that, even though you can still come across as authentic with exaggeration. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what comedy is about. It's about tapping into the imagination and just letting it go.
0: So with that said, you know, there are comedians who say like, oh, I'll never do a joke about race. And Ellen DeGeneres says, she'll never do jokes that put other people down. If you had to describe your Devon Gray brand of comedy, how do you go about describing it?
1: Everyday observational humor, um, I look at things as they are and I'll try and put that in, onto the stage. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to stay away from like political views and touchy subjects, um, mm-hmm. I try and keep myself as classy as possible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I like that word, classy. It just makes classy. you sound like a comedian about to be profiled on top billing. That's how it works. <laughs>
1: but, re- but remember that it was a phrase, it wasn't just a word. I said, as classy as possible. Ah, I mean, it
0: okay, it okay. <laughs> Sometimes we slip up and these things happen, right, Devin? <laughs>
1: These things happen.
0: (laughs) And so what would you also have to say goes about making you different as you pursue this as a career? You know, you move about different circles and uh, when people promote you, what would you have to say makes you different and stand out from the rest?
1: Um, It's a tough question, but um, I've always thought that my comedy has been authentic. So Mm -hmm. if I'm standing up on a stage, you would believe that that is the kind of person I am. So I I try and... stay as authentic as possible so if so, if someone likes me as they see me as a comedian that's what they're going to see off the stage as well the personality the the flair all of that so i try to keep within a certain persona which is actually my real persona so i don't put anything on yeah which is my biggest my biggest thing i've got this character that's just devon that's it
0: and here's the interesting thing, though, as well with comedians, it's such a personal. You know, I hate to sound all fluffy and emotional. It really is a personal thing. You know, with a dancer, you can blame the routine if it goes badly. Where as a singer, you can say like, "Oh, sorry." uh While well, there was a piano in the background, as yeah. a comedian, you're standing there, you're talking about your own personal experiences. How do you deal with criticism or when a set doesn't go well?
1: Every comedian is going to die. You, you're going to do badly on a stage at some point. So you kind of have to draw the line between um, making it personal and taking it mm-hmm. or to wrap it up and say, I need to work on this and this and this. Yeah. So that that criticism or the best criticism is when the audience doesn't laugh and that criticism is the one that, that's going to help you the most. So you know what you need to work on and you know where you, where you stand. You can't let it get to heart because if it gets to hearts it's, you're not gonna survive.
0: Shucks, no. But like, have you ever walked off stage? Like, the set really wasn't doing well. <laughs> and you were like, "Screw it, I'm done."
1: <laughs> yeah, I have. I've actually, I've been on a on a stage once, and I just I had to come off. I had to go home. It's, it, I had if if it goes really badly, I just can't stay in the room for, for too long.
0: Wow, okay, we're, we're not going to go over those experiences But looking in hindsight now What do you have to say have been one of your standout greatest performances Or some of the people that you've worked with Where you really stood back You're like, oh my goodness, okay Devin, pat yourself on the back, you've made it
1: um, I think the best one was when I was 16 We had a, a show at the Barnyard Theatre With John Valismas, uh, Deep Fried Man and Magic Man and myself And it was my first ever time uh, hosting, MCing. Yeah and we had a, a packed room of a thousand people, and that was just that was the best I've ever experienced.
0: No, kudos on you! And listen, let's hopefully let's uh, work towards your show on Friday, the fourth of December, also being one of the greatest shows you've ever had. Uh, the yes. Comedy Central Festival taking place at Silver Sands Casino. Uh, tell us more about that.
1: I'm um, working with Cape Town Comedy Club at the. Um, at the Comedy Central International Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. So they, they've organized four guys to go down. And I'm one of them, which is making me happy. <laughs> um, no, that is a
0: good uh, achievement. Kudos on that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and one of the guys that's actually with us is uh, my best friend, and Um So that's, that's happening, which is great. It's going to be happening at the Silver Star Casino. Fantastic. Um, yeah.
0: Where, where can people get more? Oh, are we, there we go. Yeah, uh, Devon, you still with us.
1: Yes, I'm still here.
0: Fantastic. Uh, where can people get more information on uh, the show, and where can they get tickets, etc.?
1: You can get tickets at CompuTicket um, for the Cape Town, uh, I mean, the Comedy Central International Comedy Festival. Uh huh. Um, otherwise, just on the Comedy dot com, they've got they've got a link to that. You can go there. Um, mostly, mostly on the the Comedy Comedy Central as well. Their website has everything. Fantastic. Um, Getting tickets is easy. That's that's the easy part. (laughs) <laughs> is, is coming to the show and just experiencing the best thing that Cape Town comedy has to offer.
0: No, well, listen, it's, uh, it's going to be a good show. So definitely let's get the people going there. And so listen, Devin, thank you so much for stopping by on the show this morning. And oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, listen, let's give you about five more years and then we'll be watching The Tonight Show with Devin Gray. No pressure.
1: <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't want The Tonight Show. I want the, the one that Jon Stewart does, the one where he just makes fun of everyone. That's the one I want.
0: Oh, well, something in an international billboard with Devin Gray. And just oh, as, lo- yeah, as long as you promise that, like, at least with one opening monologue, Sia Sangweni from Untapped Talents will be thanked in there.
1: <laughs> I, will, I definitely will. I'm coming back with a vengeance, and I'm ready to take on the comedy world v- with full force.
0: <laughs> awesome stuff. All the best for the future, Devin. And awesome thank you so much stuff. for stopping by this morning.
1: Thank you for having me. I'll, we'll definitely speak soon.
0: Awesome. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. Bye. So that was Devin Gray, a comedian based in Cape Town, who's just about to do a, a show in uh, Johannesburg on the 4th of December. And that's kind of cool, actually, to get a whole new level of insight about comedy and comedians in South Africa. Um, so a little earlier on, I played you a cover by Alex Iono. Uh, you really hope I'm not butchering his name here. Uh, But he was doing a cover of Drake's Hotline Bling and Avishka on uh uh, WeChat actually says that song over the last week, I've been hearing New Yorkers playing it in the subways at least half a dozen times each day. Uh. I feel like with that said, it's like the instantaneous cool thing to do when you're in New York and how about you just play Drake while you're just on a subway? How cooler can you get? So I totally get you, Avishka. I hope it wasn't like uh Drake overload and you actually enjoyed a whole new spin on it by an unknown who's actually doing the cover. So that's uh part of the show is done and dusted. I'm very excited to chat to my following guest straight after this. Her name is Kelsey. I'm just going by her aka because I think she's so cool like that. Kilibukele Mavunda is joining me straight after this to talk PR and the entertainment industry in south africa this is untapped talent
1: untapped talent on cliffcentral.com untapped talent on cliffcentral.com
0: this is untapped talent with myself sia Sanguenifin, right writer on cliffcentral.com so we're continuing the conversation just chatting to cool people young people who are cool and they're doing awesome stuff and yes i know she's very very modest very humble oh, wow. and she doesn't believe that she's cool she's oh, like wow. why me i'm so boring i'm like no because <laughs> you're about to teach us a lot of stuff here good morning good morning.
2: Sia. how are you here? doing i'm good i'm, just, I'm i you know what, I, I had a very early morning so
0: how early is early
2: four o'clock okay
0: that is kind of early. Call time 4 30 never mind let's just scratch <laughs> let's just scratch that out because at the end of the day this is the weekend do, and listen with with uh, i'm going to do a formal introduction here I'm already already uh into the conversation you work in PR yes, uh, yes. you're the founder and director of KLM publicity mm-hmm. um doing public relations you're in the communications industry you know which involves entertainment and media etc cetera, etc cetera. Yes. there's no 9 to 5 there no there's It's when no- you
2: wake up and when you sleep
0: yeah there's not even a monday to friday no so for this weekend for example are you going to get some downtime to chill or
2: Unfortunately not, because wow. I'm currently working on Soweto Fashion Week right now. So yeah. it, it started yesterday, it's ending tomorrow. I'm also working on um Africa Music Concert. We have a press conference Isn't that after tomorrow? this. is tomorrow? Yeah, so immediately wow. after this, I'm rushing to the press conference. And then tomorrow, it's the show from 12 till 12 midnight. So in between that, I have to also rush to Soweto Fashion Week at 5 till 9. Then go back. To <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, usually I try to be supportive to people, right? I'm like, excuse
2: me. Yeah, so, so, essentially,
0: you have to be at two places at once tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And but I r-
2: found a way to kind of like. How? You know, you find people to kind of like help you. So, mm-hmm. every time when you, you do such a big event or such big events, yeah. you need to really find such a great team to work with. When you are needed at this place, then you can say, okay, you stay here for now. Mm-hmm. It's just three hours. I'll be back yeah (laughs) then things don't fall apart i would have
0: to say in a moment like that that's when you really realize why you're doing this because you know if people think pr is so glamorous and you get to attend events because that's what people think it's It's all about those are the perks but at the end of the day just because you're at the africa you know soweto fashion week for example doesn't mean you're sitting front row you're actually running around backstage all the time yeah yeah
2: so it's it's not it's really not glamorous. So you need to really love what you're doing. You mm-hmm. really need to be into it. You need to be passionate about it because if you're not, you're going to end up just strained like going to burn out and very quickly even and yeah. you're just going to be frustrated, you, you know? I've so seen people get in for the wrong reason. Uh-huh. The very reason of oh, I'm going to be hanging around. See, ya. I'm going to be hanging around all these people <laughs> and I'm going to go to cool <laughs> events. You know, they don't they don't even understand why Publicists go to events They don't uh-huh. understand The whole networking um, Situation when you get there You just don't get there And like drink yeah. You get there To kind of like Be in the market Know what's going on Know who's who's there Know who's in this publication mm-hmm. Know see ya, You know Because people change They move around All the damn time And like the more They know you The more it's easier To pick up a phone And say Hey I'm doing this I'm working on this Are you interested to Do a story or can we do this? Can we do that? Can we have this person on the show? That it makes your job quite, um, easier if you can, if I can say that. Yeah. Uh, but it's really not that glamorous. I mean, it it is fun. You get,
0: they're amazing perks. Yeah, they're amazing perks,
2: but at the end of the day, you might just have to go back home to sit until midnight working on a plan or pitching interviews or sending out things. Following up with clients and oh, now it doesn't know. sound fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you just so, wrote things for me. So yeah,
0: L- let's break things down. What would you have to say is the role of a publicist in 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 a project in working with a a brand, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera?
2: Well, basically, uh, a publicist really um, infiltrate like um, key messages of the brand or the project or the campaign. So w- it's not really marketing, but mm-hmm. you work you work, we work very closely to marketing teams. And advertising teams But all you have to do Is create perception Around the campaign That you're doing Yeah Deliver the message And um, Make sure that people know About the, the right people The right targeted market Knows about What you're working on Or the campaign Or the brand Yeah So it's really not just Um Saying okay, fine. I know, see at Cliff Central. Can you do a, an interview with this person? You need to know why you're doing that interview yeah. on Cliff Central. Is the market there for that particular brand or that particular um, campaign? So it's it's very strategic. Yeah. Um, but literally, you work on like zero-based budget.
0: Wow. Because
2: you can't really pull up a um, like a poster in the middle of the road to promote the event. But exactly. It's just like. Relationships and um, Writing up motivations and Sometimes even write up articles For journalists and okay. they just edit it and then They just print it so it's it's and Managing um, um, the whole Interview and ensuring that The client is prepared yeah the Client knows what's going to be Happening so it's it's a lot of like nitty Gritty but great work you
0: see because <laughs> I have to Say whoever doubts you whatsoever And what you do I'll have to say I was trying to get Her on the show and she mails me she says See what is the angle of the interview I'm not Mm, well, I'll just talk to you Is that an angle? <laughs> no, I was just, just like, like Is it, yeah. Do I have to be here? I was <laughs> like, yes, you have to be here You're cool, I want to talk to you So oh, I like, so interesting Thank you so are, much Are publicists involved in, in the conceptualizing of a campaign Or do you just work on the end product and, and publicizing that?
2: You know what? It depends on when um, the particular client um Hires you If I can say Sometimes they come to you And say okay I have this Loaf of bread Set like Do PR Like Do a PR plan around it. Okay. And, um, publicize it. Sometimes they come to you and they're like, this is what we're doing. This is, we need help here and there. For instance, if you're doing like a concert and they comes like, this is the idea. This is what we, this is who we have. Yeah. So what do we do? Especially the new promoters or new people in the business. Then you're like, no, you need a media partner, which is something out of PR, but it's, it's, it works together. It's part of marketing. So you go, you say you need a media partner, could be, TV, could be radio, could be print yeah. and all of that, then you advise them, you consult with them then thereafter you do, when everything is like all planned, you do a PR plan, then you execute that
0: Okay, and then in certain situations, like for example you're planning this event, it's a lot of people you know, in this pie I don't want to land you in hot water <laughs> but I'm going to use an example of a concert, Okay, cool. you know, we're not saying it's the one tomorrow
2: No, <laughs> but
0: in a concert, you know, um, you you just to the,
2: sister, the one tomorrow. <laughs> exactly.
0: You have different musicians and musicians yeah. come with riders and let's just say musician A doesn't like musician B, mm-hmm. so they mustn't be placed next to musician B. How do you deal with all of that?
2: You know what? At the end of the day, work is work. If you book, if you're an artist and you booked, mm-hmm. you can either give us your to um to do's and not to do's. Yeah, like a
0: full on rider like rider excuse to, me. Sorry, I, I don't need want energy those. drinks. I want
2: but sometimes this is South Africa at the end of the day, yeah. um it's not America. You we don't really have that much bandwidth to kind of like accommodate everybody's needs. Yeah. Uh what you can do is that like step on stage on your time and you step off and you leave. Um but if it's like where we in, like invite people to be guests Mm-hmm. Then we, it's easier to manage it if they tell us ahead of time. But I've never really received any crazy requests. Damn it.
0: So, I just
2: feel like people will sit together. I've seen people that, are, well, we've heard that they're rivals or they don't yeah. like each other be in the same space. But I feel like sometimes, um, people just like swallow it. Yeah. Calm down and just be.
0: Okay. Even though you haven't personally experienced you know this crazy rider or demands uh, directly have you heard of any crazy stories i've
2: heard of crazy what's the craziest (laughs)
0: story you've ever heard of like an artist demanding x y and z i
2: think it was for chris brown's um concert the first time he came around what year was
0: this we have to realize where 2012 2012 okay chris brown 2012 okay it was after the rihanna attack Yes, and he was sort he was of going bad through a boy-ish. lot of yeah.
2: things. I think um, he was just moody, man. He, <laughs> he even on stage he was not there. Do so what did me? he request? Candles. Uh, he wanted quite a lot of champagne. That's the one thing I remember. Really? And a particular champagne, which is Ace of Spades, and like it's no very expensive. Oh,
0: hell's yes.
2: Yeah. So and the promoter couldn't really. You know, give him that mm, And mm. he was apparently Very upset
0: Was and, the entourage there as well How many people Are we talking about In the entourage
2: Usually It's, it's Dude you can't even count them it depends on, on, on the artist. Yeah. Some of them bring like, um, the, a full band. Um, I know the person was so lovely that, um, I also helped, um, two tone with was Jill Scott. Like she had a full band. She had a few, um, bodyguards and yeah. she had a few, f- like, friends, but like it was a full band.
0: Have you ever heard of anything crazy like a, a spiritual guide Coming in a Part of the entourage And the assistant Of the assistant And the chef as well Coming up And you have to Take care of them No <laughs> Okay no. Oh, no. I'm really hoping For exclusives here This morning It's fine yeah, no. <laughs> but Have you ever met someone You know For example Jill, Jill Scott You now say that You met her And she was incredibly nice Have you yeah. ever met someone And you were disappointed Or you know Pleasantly surprised By who they turned out To be in person
2: Uh, Kendrick Lamar how is he he was a headache
0: okay okay (laughs) in what way exactly
2: you know like i just feel like he him and his management were like not not really so cooperative yeah um but um he just didn't want to like for instance at the press conference he was like he's not going to sit with the south african um
0: wow artist
2: so they must do their interviews or like the Session, yeah, and then when they 're done, yeah, with their questions, they must I mean, they must just get off, and then he 'll be alone. He was literally sitting alone on the panel, where else when we had two chains for mm-hmm. Miller, and he was like literally with everybody, and he was just like, "Who are you? What do you do? yeah, what kind of a rap are you? He was so interested, I remember he was sharing a panel with reason, which was it was really like. I was disappointed with Kendra, because I yeah. would have expected him to be much nicer. Yeah. You know?
0: Which, uh, yeah. Uh, and this is not to land anyone else into hot water, really. But I'd like to know, I, I know you've worked in projects where you deal with international artists coming to South Africa. What is... Their perception of South Africa Do they see us as an equal playing field Because I've been to concerts And I know of people who go to concerts And they're like Ah but international artist X Didn't really perform Or they didn't even change outfits Are we taken seriously as a country Do they see us as an impressive audience Do they really go out there And try to make an effort
2: I think most of them do try mm-hmm. uh, But you must also um, remember That they come with what they've been doing everywhere yeah so you can't really say because rihanna didn't change her outfit and okay you know. <laughs>
0: so you just exposed the person out.
2: <laughs> i was I, know, that's <laughs> what, I mean i was not working on the concert but i was there i remember people were raving about i the was fact so that i was like uh, uh, really? i you know she didn't do all of that but you must understand that it's her set that she planned for south africa i don't think it's in any way saying She doesn't take us seriously mm-hmm. Or any of that I just feel like It's just Maybe she just wanted to perform More songs If you remember she's, She performed quite a lot of songs And where else mm-hmm. When you get like um Some artists Like Chris Brown Perform only one album When he came yeah. So it, You know Where else Rihanna started from like Music of the sun till what yeah. she where she is right now So I mean It depends on the set it depends on like what they've planned for us But I doubt they really So,
0: But they still at least view us as a good, credible country Not <laughs> yes, just like Africa, the motherland Okay, so yeah. so that's good Okay, so back to you and focusing on mm-hmm. you and your career You were nominated as a rising star a few months ago in business That takes 100 Let's talk about that What does that mean?
2: Well, it was not even actually a few months ago It's actually when I was like still starting up in my career When wow. I was like
0: Working How for old were amazing- you when you got nominated?
2: Uh, I was 19.
0: Shucks. That must feel good.
2: <laughs> so, um, I, I, I literally in varsity, I was like, okay, fine. I'm already bored. <laughs> Let me start working, um, you know, cause I was staying at res. Yeah. So I started working while I was still studying. I was in second year when I started working. And by third year, I worked for this global, uh, company called, um, Text 100. Mm-hmm. And, um, literally there was for like, um, it's a global thing because they're a global um, agency. Yeah. So they will first like um, separate it to like regions. Yeah. And unfortunately, some Asian guy won the global award. Excuse but me. I mean, <laughs> but I won a mean
0: At the age of 19, yeah. to say that you were at least nominated while you're still studying in second year. Did yeah. that make, was that a big moment for you to go, <sighs> you know what, I'm really doing this and I, I'm really going to make a name for myself.
2: You know what? Then I was like, oh, Okay. It's okay. When I got nominated, I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. And then we were sitting in the boardroom, and like, everything was like on a telecon. And, and then they're, like, they like they they mentioned my name, and I was like, oh, are they still announcing the <laughs> nominees? And then uh, my manager's like, no, you won the award.
0: Wow! And it was
2: just the funniest thing. And I just still didn't get it until um, the managing uh, consultant, who was like basically the boss in South Africa, came mm-hmm. to me and she's like, you know what? I see you as being one of the best PR people. Wow In South Africa And I I will never forget those words And she was really She was one of those like Tough people To yeah. work for But when she said that to me I was like Okay
0: yeah. <laughs> That really means <laughs> and, a lot And
2: then that's when it, it, it hit me That oh shucks This is actually a big deal Yeah You know So yeah
0: It was and really cool You know when you're navigating Such an industry At such a young age as well Who are some of the people That you look up to And who are some of the people You've really learned a lot from um, In your career thus far
2: Well uh. I really look up to my uh, former mentor and manager, line manager Ethel Ramos. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a director at Wagner. Wow. And my very best friend Melanie Ramji. Yes. Who I AKA Hypress. Hypress. Can, can I just
0: say that <laughs> I love your AKAs? There's like at Kelsey Mo at Hypress. I'm like screw Melanie and screw Kelebuchile. <laughs> I'm gonna call Chial Hypress and Kelsey Mo all the time. Yeah. yeah.
2: So i w I've worked with her like You know what? When I was working for like agencies and corporates and stuff, Ethel was really there because she's really strong in that kind of like department and market and you know, working for like a corporate, like then I was handling like accounts like IBM, Cisco, Business Software Alliance Alliance, and all of that. yeah. Yeah. So, and she's very good with technology and all of that, like the business element of PR. Yeah. And then when I stepped out and I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to, after like doing my research and like working, Mm -hmm. I think I'm ready to do my thing, you know? And I remember Mel was just like, whenever you need anything, right here. So so that's why it's always been so easy because we trust each other. When she, she has something, then we work together or. When she hears this, she gives it to me. When I'm like, Oh, there's this ha- thing happening. There's this new person. Talk to this person to get this client on board. It doesn't even feel like work anymore. Yeah. You know, with our relationship, even with this AMC concert happening, it was just a matter of like, Do you need help? Okay. I'll be there. Okay. Do you need to set up certain interviews? Do you need extra hands? Yeah. Even though she is, she does have another team she's working with. Um, Gwen um, Ironzi. So, Mm -hmm. like, it's but it's really like a collective, and it's it's such a beautiful relationship because it works for everybody, and when I need help, she can come through and help me. And stuff. So
0: I think that must be cool to know that there's someone you know in your corner, ready to fight for you, ready yeah. to help help you out, etc. etc. So I think that's awesome. Your relationship is amazing. I watch it from afar <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so awesome. Because sometimes
2: been, there's times when it's like cats and dogs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is every relationship but, you know, though.
2: Love always like come and like.
0: Exactly. No, even when I called her this week just to (laughs) confirm the interest, she's like, thank you for choosing my girl. You know, I'm so proud of her. I'm like, okay, thank you. (laughs) We aren't about to cry over the phone. But listen, you've done so much in your career thus far. I think it's so admirable to see a young South African who's just spearheading and just so focused and driven. Take that compliment and really like, I'm being (laughs) sincere with this. And, you know, having your own company, you're doing, you're involved in certain different projects. And You know, you've worked on the 2010 Channel O Music Video Awards, you've worked on the 2010 Fashion Month uh, for the World Cup, you've worked and uh, represented Lee and Liebenberg, my hashtag woman crush forever. (laughs) You've worked with Craig Jacobs with his label. Do you have standout favorites of like, yo, I'll never get this production or this project or, you know, my heart will always be with this person? Do you have like any favorites?
2: Not really Because I really I'm, I get into everything that I do I don't I always I say I will never work on Like A campaign or Brand that I don't believe in Because mm-hmm. it, it makes it very hard for you to Kind of like Create Or like Create key messages And sell this brand yeah. So every brand Because if that, you don't believe in them, don't How believe you going make how, others? It, exactly. exactly So I love I love all the All the clients that I've worked with mm-hmm. And um I think I, I, the one thing I pride myself is I'm not always desperate to work with everybody and to kind of be everywhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the pie is too big for everybody, and there's so many publicists now as yeah. well. So,
0: do you do you get kind of ticked off when Mister So and So has 200 followers on Twitter and took a selfie and that's <laughs> his avatar and he's sitting. In his, uh, your bedroom at home and says on Twitter, I'm a publicist. Do you kind of feel like, excuse me, you have, you know, what are you talking about? I
2: used to kind of get irritated because I'm like, it's not, it's not that easy. It's not a play-play thing. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? We all have our journeys.
0: <laughs> One day, <laughs> boo you'll
2: realize. You know <laughs> if, if it's for you, it's for you. If you find a lot of people that learn on the, on the job, you mm-hmm. find people like me that have to literally go to school, then go to work for somebody, learn from somebody, then still have your theory uh, background. Um, but you just find some people just want to, you know, hop in and be like, I'm a publicist without yeah. any background. But any not experience. even
0: future publicists, not publicist in training. Uh, but no. anyway. And you just allow people. <laughs> and
2: if people go and they hire those people, they will get burned and, you know, they will learn. Yeah. That's they'll learn say, their own way. Yeah. It's fine. It's
0: fine. <laughs> um, Kelsey, listen, if we were to see you in 10 years time. Ooh. Where would Killebukhele be? What would she be doing? Who would she be working for? Let's speak things into existence here.
2: Well, literally, my main focus and my very uh, interest is consumer brands and mainly fashion and beauty, mm-hmm. which I've started kind of like aligning my business into Going into Um I've also recently worked with Swaskov, Ladine, And all those brands And looking forward to signing more next year uh, So I see my business literally being in those lines More fashion and beauty mm-hmm. And bigger and better And still like Going. going just spearheading you strong, know, and I can see logo in the making. Listen,
0: I'll see on the cover Forbes magazine. It's, it's bound That's, to happen. You know, you see, yeah, yeah, those those kind of things. There we go, nice yes. and simple, nice and simple. Look at that, just like an hour done and dusted. And but, like, thank you so much for stopping by this thank morning. You. You've been absolutely amazing. I hope the interview wasn't as daunting as it was. <laughs> um, but listen, you the thought was <laughs> it, well, you know what? It, it was a good story, you know, thank and you. to find out more about you, I think, is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Sia. Um So December holidays does that exist in your book
2: uh well literally i have probably a week and a half to sleep and then i have to get back wow. because we're doing um freshers eve in durban so
0: uh, okay is that where everyone is headed for new year's eve yeah. okay well cliff central will be doing their own things to <laughs> us. like we'll kind of be busy Ish, here as well Ish, what Ish. can we say <laughs> do, you have holiday?
2: do you have a holiday i
0: am taking about like a little week off Okay. That's that's see. that's the most I can see, do right you're now.
2: You also like Yeah. <laughs> In there.
0: <laughs> Not whatsoever. And where can people get more info on you and your business etc cetera, etc cetera, and where can we follow you?
2: Okay, uh, the website is klmpublicity.com, mm-hmm. and on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, it's at KLMPublicity, and my personal funny little profile. <laughs> Your funny little profile. No, it is an <laughs> interesting profile K- to follow. It's uh, literally K-L- K-E-L-Z-I-E. E Yeah <laughs> <laughs> L-E-M-O. So yeah. I always have to remind myself.
0: Fantastic stuff. Thank, thank you, you so much for stopping by this morning. Thank, thank you hey. to Gilabuchile and thank you to Devin as well for joining me earlier on in the show. And most importantly, thank you for listening. We do this every single Friday on Cliffcentral.com from nine till ten or whenever you want to listen on podcast. So until next week, my name is Sia, and I'll see ya.
1: Untapped talent on Cliffcentral.com I was never
2: brave. I was young, out of control. Drinking, drowning, brewing the storm. I was never brave. Bengi Kuala. Buckled, crawled, crashed. I was never brave. Just another sister sinking into the shadows. If only someone had stepped in, pulled me out. That's why I became the mentor I wish I'd had. Help under 18 say no to alcohol. Sign up at sabstories.coza. Hashtag be the mentor, A South African breweries initiative. This is CliffCentral.com.